But I want to begin in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 1. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 1. And I want to talk to you about the devil, angels, and Jesus Christ. In verse 1, Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was after a hunger. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. My pages stuck together again. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city and setteth him on the pinnacle of the temple and saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world, and the glory of them. And he saith to him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then said Jesus to him, Get thee hence, Satan, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Father, I pray in Jesus' name tonight that you would help us to understand that the devil is real, but Lord, we have angels they watch over and protect us and keep us as the children of God. And our Lord protects us and watches over us and loves us. What a wonderful thought in these scriptures that we can just hide them in our hearts and think about them daily. Bless us, we pray now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Going through the scriptures, verse 11 says, The devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Notice that three persons are mentioned in this one verse. Satan, or the devil, angels, and Jesus Christ. Now here the devil tempted the Lord Jesus trying to make him fail. <clears throat> By the way, it's the same way the devil tempts you and I today. And that's the reason I want you to go over uh, to 1 John with me. Let's begin there, please, in 1 John uh, chapter 2. Look with me in verse 15 and 16. Love not the world, neither things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passes away in the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Notice in verse 15 down through verse 17 here, is the same thing <clears throat> that the devil uh, tried to deceive or, or tempt uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. Number one, in verse three, the lust of the flesh, going back now uh, to Matthew chapter four, uh, he, he's talking about the, the lust of the flesh or hunger. Then in verse five and six, he's talking about the pride of life. He tried to take his life. Then in verse eight, he talks about the lust of the eye. 
in verse John, uh, chapter 15, and, uh, verse 15 and 16 of chapter 2, love not the world, neither things are in the world. If any man love the world, love the Father is not in him. For all is in the world. And notice what it says now. The lust of the flesh, number one, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the world. So the devil attacks us the same way he attacked the Lord back then. Jesus defeated the devil with the Word of God. If you'll notice, every time the devil tempted the Lord Jesus Christ, he didn't answer him and he didn't fight him. He simply quoted him the Word of God. By the way, I've learned something over the years. That's the way to fight the devil. You don't get in an argument with the devil. You just quote him the Word of God. And the devil will leave you alone. The Bible says in James, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Jesus defeated the devil with the Word of God. And now notice another thing is taught here. Uh, first of all, the devil. Notice what the Bible says about him. Now go back with me please to Isaiah uh, chapter 14 for just a minute. Isaiah 14. And I want to begin to read please in verse 9. In verse 9 of Isaiah 14, Hell from beneath is moved for thee to meet thee as thy coming, at thy coming. It has stirred up the dead for thee, even all the chief ones there. It has raised up from their thrones all the kings of the nations. All they shall speak and say unto thee, Art thou also become weak as we? Art thou become like unto us? Thy pomp is brought down to the grave. And the noise of thy vile, the worm is spread under thee, and the worms cover thee. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. They that see thee shall nearly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble, that did shake kingdoms, that made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof, that opened not the house of his prisoners? Now all these verses tell us something. Notice what the Bible says here. The Bible says the devil deceived Adam and Eve in the beginning. There was one tree in the Garden of Eden among the trees of, of which God said, You shall not eat it. Just one tree in all the trees of the earth. God said, Don't eat of that tree. And when the devil deceived Adam and Eve, they eat of that tree. And when they did so, sin passed upon the entire human race because of their sin. Now the Bible says the devil has a lying, deceitful character. Genesis 3 verse 13 says, And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent of the devil beguiled me, and I did eat. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 3, But I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled you through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Notice also, the devil's power to deceive will be felt after the thousand years millennium of Christ, after the rapture. In Revelation 20, verse 7 and 8, 
And when the thousand years have expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. And then Paul gives us this warning, 2 Corinthians 2 verse 11, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. So the devil works in many subtle ways to deceive all of mankind, both the saved and the unsaved. I read this little illustration of the subtlety of Satan and his slyness and made plain in the story. Some parents got upset and alarmed over some of their young children who came home from school with some peculiar symptoms in their behavior and illness. After an investigation, it was found at the front of the school an old man was giving chocolate candy to children in the schoolyard. But this old man was a decoy for some of the drug dealers who furnished him with the chocolates in which small doses of heroin had been mixed. They knew these children uh, would be uh, would in uh, perfect innocent of what was going on and they ate these chocolates and they would be easy prey for the drug dealers later on. And that's the way that Satan works. He'll do anything to deceive. He'll hide behind a thousand masks. He'll play any role he can to get the advantage. Did you know a, a, drug, a drug addict don't just wake up one morning and decide he's going to be a drug addict? Did you know an alcoholic don't wake up one morning and decide he's going to be an alcoholic? And you could go on and on of that kind of uh, thinking. They wake up just a little bit. Just a little bit. I was talking to my grandson today, one of them, and uh, Sean, and uh, he said, you know, uh, I was uh, I forgot where he said he was at. He said, uh, have you ever drank of this uh, strawberry wine? He said, boy, this is good stuff. And he said, I took one little bit of that strawberry wine. He said, that burnt me so bad. That's not anything strawberry in it. And he <laughs> told me what all he went through. And he said, you know what, Paul? If you take a little bit. Now, this is kind of my grandson. He said, if you take a little bit, the next time you want just a little bit more. And then the next time you want just a little bit more. And the next time, you can't get satisfied over it. And you get sick. And you start throwing up because of it. And so on. And so what he was saying is the same thing the Bible said. The devil is so. He'll give you a little bit at a time, and after a while, he's got you. Now, the, there are just a few things the Bible has to say about the devil. Number one, the world ought to know about the devil. People today don't want to believe in a live devil. Have you been reading that we got uh, uh, teachings in our college now, Satanism, and all this kind of stuff? And it starts with just a few. Now watch this. The world ought to know there is a live devil. And 2 Corinthians 4 verse 4 said, uh, In whom the God of this world, or the devil, hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. 
Do you ever wonder why people dress like they do and fix their hair like they do and put all these uh, pearls and things in their, in their noses? And as I was looking at somebody the other day and I thought, that, that's a sweet young, looking young person. And they had a diamond through the eyelids and, and another thing through their nose and all kinds. I, I, the closer I got looking at them, the more horrible they looked. And I thought to my, what would make a person do that? I had, I had a boy come uh, years right here to this church. And one day I met him and he said, you remember me, preacher? I said, yeah, I remember you. He said, look at this. He stuck out his tongue and he had a pearl on both sides of his tongue with a pin through his tongue. I want to ask you something. What kind of idiot would put a needle through his tongue and put a pearl on each side of it and go around sticking his tongue out showing everybody that's a trick of the devil. Now I want you to watch this. The Bible says in Revelation 2 verse 13, I know thy works and where thou dwellest, even where Satan's seat is, and thou holdest fast my name and has not denied my faith, even in these days wherein Antipas was my faithful martyr who was slain among you where Satan dwelleth. And the great dragon was cast out, that old servant called the devil, and Satan which deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels was cast out with him. You know what I'm saying here reading these verses? We need to let the world know the devil is real. He's not a fairy tale. And why is people doing the thing they are? Because there's a live devil out there. The devil, Satan, that old servant, Lucifer, he's a deceiver of nations and of individuals. We better beware and don't allow ourselves to be hooked by the devil's many devices. Thirdly, you ought to know the devil is the enemy of our souls. We better guard every little particle of our life and soul and never let him get the advantage over us. The first person mentioned in our text is the devil. So there is a live one. The second one is mentioned is angels. The Bible says an angels came and ministered unto him. Did you know that there's 248 times in the King James Bible that angels are mentioned. Two great angels are mentioned in Daniel, Michael and Gabriel. In Daniel chapter 12, verse 1, uh, Michael, and in Jude 9, yet Michael the archangel, when continuing with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, doest not bring accusation, a railing accusation but said, The Lord rebuked thee. That taught me a lesson. I don't get in a fight with the devil. I tell the devil every time he misses me, go talk to my Lord. Amen? Amen. Leave me alone. Daniel 8, verse 16 mentions Gabriel. And I heard a man's voice between the banks of Uli, which calleth and said, Gabriel, make this man to understand the vision. You know what? Gabriel is God's messenger. It was Gabriel who came to Zacharias and told him of the birth of John the Baptist. Luke chapter 1 verse 19. And the angel answered and said unto him, I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God and sent to speak unto thee and to show thee these good tidings. 
I read that one day and I got goosebumps all over me thinking about I got an angel and he's right by the Father in heaven and he's to do whatever God tells him to do for me. Amen? He'll be sent to take care of me. Gabriel came and told Mary of the birth of Jesus in Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 38. So first of all, angel, our angels are God's messengers. Secondly, angels were present in the ministry of Jesus. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 11, they ministered to him after his temptation in the wilderness. In Luke 22, verse 43, they ministered and strengthened him after his temptation in the Garden of Gethsemane. And then, if you also notice, Matthew 28, verses 2 through 7, angels gave the message of the resurrection of Jesus to the woman who came to the tomb. Three times angels were witnesses of the resurrection of Jesus. Matthew 28, John 20, and John 20, verse 12. Thirdly, angels helped the saints of God. In Acts chapter 12, verse 7 through 9, an angel got Peter out of jail. Acts, angels came to encourage us in time of distress. Acts 27, verse 23 and 24, For there stood by me that night the angel of God, whose I am, and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God has given thee all them that sail with thee. You know, it's so comforting to know that we got somebody that cares for us and we got an angel watching over us at all times and God gives them for that very purpose to watch over and protect us. Fourthly, angels watch over our children. In Matthew chapter 18 verse 10, Take heed that you despise not one of these little ones. For I say unto you, listen to this, that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. You know what that tells me? You better not mess with little children. You mess with little children, God's got an angel that watches over every one of them. Amen? Matthew 18 has been called a children's chapter in the Bible. The word child is mentioned seven times. One thing I've always had confidence in God has His angels watching over the children that surround me. Fifthly, angels are coming with Christ when He returns. In Matthew 16, verse 27, For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of His Father with His angels, and then He shall reward every man according to His works. Now, I, I said all that to say this. The devil is real, number one, but so are angels. Angels are not uh, fairy tales. Somebody give me an angel thing here just a few days ago with candles and everything on it. I don't want that. I don't want something uh, that's stone representing something. Because I have seen people almost worship those things. But I got news for you. They're real. Amen? Matthew 25, verse 31. When the Son of Man shall come in His glory and all the holy angels with Him, then shall He sit upon the throne of His glory. Oh, there's so many places that mentions angels. Angels have a great place in the ministry of spiritual things. They work with our Savior. 
they worked with the Apostle Paul, angels out of place in the future events. The devil is real, and so are angels. But then the next person that's mentioned in our text is Christ. The devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Did you know what this tells us? The place of safety then is to be close to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now remember this. When Christ Jesus walked upon this earth, he was victorious when the devil tried to tempt him. The devil seemed to have succeeded when Jesus died on the cross. But Christ was victorious and the devil was defeated when Jesus arose from the dead. Can you imagine? The old devil said, well, I got him. I finally killed him. No, he didn't. He rose from the dead. Now, Christ was the enemy of the devil. And so are we to be. The devil is not our friend. He's our enemy. Where is our safety? It's in Christ Jesus. Notice first, we must receive Christ as a Savior then. And there is our safety. Without Christ, we are condemned in our sins. Without God, without hope. We're weak and easily deceived. But Romans chapter 8, verse 32 through 34, with Christ as our Savior, we are saved forever. We are secure in Him forever. And we don't have anything to worry about then. Not only do we need to receive Christ as our Savior, but we need to rest in Him and find peace and comfort and delight in His presence. Only Christ can give us what we so desperately need. (coughs) Philip Brooks wrote this, talking about Christ. He is a man who was born in a lowly manger, the child of a peasant woman. He grew up in an obscure village. He worked in a carpenter's shop until he was 30. Then for three years, he was a an errant preacher. He never wrote a book. He never held an office. He never went to college. He never owned a house. He never had a family. He never traveled 200 miles from the place where he was born. He never did one of the things that usually accompanied his greatness. He had no credentials but himself. He had nothing to do with this world except the power of his divine manhood. While still a young man, the tide of popular opinion turned against him. His friends ran away. One of them denied him. He was turned over to his enemies. He went through the mockery of the trial. He was nailed upon a cross between two thieves. His experience... His executors gambled for the only piece of property he had on earth while he was dying, his coat. When he was dead, he was taken down and laid in a barred tomb uh, through the pity of a friend. Nineteen wide centuries have gone and come. Today, he is the centerpiece of the human race and the leader of the column of progress. I am within the mark when I say that all the armies that ever marched, all the navies that ever went were built, all the parliaments that ever sat, all the kings that ever reigned put together have not affected the life of man upon this earth 
as powerfully as has that one solitary life. That's Christ. Christ was and is the Son of God. He gives everlasting life unto men who believe in Him. Jesus invites whosoever will may come to Him. Revelation 22 and verse 17 uh, tells us that. Come to Jesus. Come with all your frailties, your cares, your worries. Come to the Savior with every weight and burden. Come with Jesus' word uh, to His disciples. Come what the word of John and James and Peter and Andrew calling them away from this boat's nest become fishers of men. Come was His word to Matthew as he collected taxes. Come was His word to Zacchaeus the publican. Come was His word to the rich young ruler to every one of His disciples to the seventy. Come is still the word Jesus uses to you and I today. Listen to Revelation 3 verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. The whole idea is when we talk about the devil, we've got to remember something. He's real. The whole idea is when you talk about angels, you got to realize something. They're real. When you talk about Jesus, that's not a fairy tale. That's just not a story to be told. He's real. Amen? And I love it every time I think about it. Stand with me, would you please? Heavenly Father, You're so real to us that sometimes we, even in by faith, reach out to <clears throat> just touch Your sweet face as we see You minister to us in times that we need You most. But you're always there. You always got your angels watching over, protect us, take care of us. And that old devil is still real, and he's not going away. One of these days, he'll be put away from us. What a day we're looking for. Bless us as your people tonight. Go with us this week. Watch over and keep us. If you don't come back, we ask you, dear God, that we might meet again and worship you in spirit and in truth as you see fit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for being here tonight.